Good morning. We're on Memtet with Aleph 49a, second line. We had a Machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, how to understand what Rabbi Shimon said about three chatzeros in a row. Rashi had two interpretations of what Shmuel said, according to Rashi's second and favored interpretation. Shmuel said that even Rabbi Shimon holds that the people in the middle chatzer may not carry. The people in the outer chatzeros can carry into the middle chatzer, but the people in the middle chatzer may not carry. The Mar says, Tanya Kavate Dravihuda Leva de Shmuel. We have a Brisa like what Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said. I'm Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said, What may it be compared to three chatzeros that are open to each other? They are open to Shisarabim. If the two outer ones made an Eruv with the middle one, so the outer one, A, may bring food from the houses in A uh, into Chatzar B, the middle Chatzar, and eat. And C, may bring food from the houses in C into the middle Chatzar B and eat. And the people of A can take their leftovers home. And the people of C can take their leftovers home. But he doesn't say anything about the people in B carrying. So you see that, like Shmuel said, that Rabbi Shimon says the people in B may not carry at all. The Brayshah continues, All three are prohibited. And Shmuel goes according to his reason, according to his, consistent with his opinion. Shmuel said, If there's a chatzar between two mavos, this chatzar opens to two different mavos, Irvaim shnehem asura. Im shnehem. If it made an Eruv with both, it is prohibited to carry with both. Just like the middle chatzar. So here it's a chatzar between two mavos, it may not carry with either one. If it did not make an Eruv with, with both, with either, it prohibits both of them from carrying. If the people in the Chatzar were accustomed to go out with one Mavoy, through one Mavoy, and to make an Eruv with that one Mavoy and not with the other one, the one that this Chatzar is accustomed to relate to is prohibited because it's a chatzar in the Mavoy that did not participate in the Shituf Mavos. And the other Mavoy, which this chatzar is not accustomed to go out through, Mutar is permitted to carry because even though it physically opens to it, but since they're not accustomed to go through there, then they don't count as a chatzar in that Mavoy. Rashi says, that it depends on whether this, the people that Chatzar are accustomed on a regular basis to walk through that Mavoy or not. So if they are not accustomed to walk through that Mavoy and they did not make an Eruv, a Shito, with that Mavoy, 
they do not affect it, even though it physically opens to it. So all of that is what Shmuel said, but the proof was from the first thing that Shmuel said that a chatzar between two muvaos cannot carry with either one, even if it made an eruv with both. That's like a chatzar between two chatzeros that we're saying Shmuel holds cannot carry with even if it made an eruv with both chatzeros. I'm a Rabbi Baravuna. Rabbi Baravuna said, if the, this chatzar between two muvaos made an eruv, made a shituf muvaos with the one that it's not accustomed to go through and not with the one that it is accustomed to go through, then the one that it is accustomed to go through is permitted to carry this chatzar is considered to have removed itself from the one that it's accustomed to go through and and now the people in that Mavoy can carry If the Mavoy that, that this Chatzar is accustomed to walk through made a Shituf without this Chatzar, and the other Mavoy that it's not accustomed to go through did not make an Eruv, so, and the Chatzar also did not make an Eruv. We literally push the Chatzar to the Mavoy that it's not accustomed to go through that did not make an Eruv, so that the people in the Mavoy that it is accustomed to go through will not be prohibited to carry. And regarding this, we force people regarding the Midah of Stom Literally, that means we force people to do things when it can benefit other people and it doesn't harm them. The Ritva points out we're not forcing anybody to do anything here, but it means whenever you have a situation of zed nehenev chaser, that someone can benefit and it doesn't cost you anything, that you are supposed to let them benefit. So to here, since the chaser did not make an eruv with anyone, and there's a Mavoy that did not make an Eruv. If we assign that Chatzar to that Mavoy, and so that the other Mavoy can carry, that other Mavoy benefits, and this Chatzar is not losing out, and therefore we, we, we force it to be counted with the Mavoy that did not make an Eruv. Amr Yud Amr Hamakpid al Eruvo, ein Eruvo Eruv. If a person doesn't want someone to eat his bread that he gave for the Eruv, then that is, if I, I don't want too many pronouns, if I give bread for the Eruv and I don't want someone else to eat it, it's not a good Eruv. Mashmo Eruv Shmo. Because what's it called? It's an Eruv. It's all the people mixed together. That's what the word Eruv means, that all the people are mixed together. So if you say, well, I don't want to be mixed with you, then you've killed the Eruv. Rechenina Omer, Rechenina says Eruv Eruv. Rechenina says it is called an Eruv. Elad Shnikrami and Shei Vardina. But we call him a person from Vardina 
which was a city of very stingy people. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Yehuda said, as Shmuel said, HaCholeket Eruvo Eno Eruv. If a person divides his Eruv into two Kalim, it's not an Eruv. Separates his Eruv, he says that, I'll give you my Eruv, but I don't want it to be in the same clay, in the same container as your Eruv, Eno Eruv. It's not an Eruv. Mara says, come on, give it Shammai. Who's that like? Give it Shammai. Zetanya, as we learned in Raisa, if five people gave to the Eruv and it's a new Kelim and they put it in two Kelim, Beishamai says it's not an Eruv, Beishamai says it is an Eruv, and you're saying when it's in two Kelim it is not an Eruv? Mara says, No, it could even be according to Beishamai. When did Basil say it could be in two Kalim if the first Kli is full and there's no room for more? So you have to put the rest in the second Kalim. But if he intentionally divided it, then it's not good. The Tarkilamali, and why do I need two cases? Since in this case also, this is where the implication comes from that this guy put it in a different cleat because he didn't want to share. Why do I need two cases of a guy who didn't want to share? Tzrichi. I need both. In the first case, it's because he said, I don't want to share my Eruv. But here, where he just says, put it in a different cleat, he didn't say, I don't want to share it. He just said, I want it in a different clay. I might think it's not a problem. And if I only had this case, I would say it's a problem because he physically separated it. But in the other case, where he didn't physically separate it, he just said, don't touch my Eruv. I might think it's not a problem. Therefore, I need both. Rabbi Abba said to Rav Yehuda in the winery of Rav Zakkai, did Shmuel really say that if somebody splits his Eruv off, it's not a good Eruv? That he puts it in a different container, it's not a good Eruv? Rav Shmuel said, the house in which the Eruv is placed does not have to contribute bread. My timer, what's the reason? Is it not because since I have bread in my bread basket, it's as if it's in the same basket with the Eruv? Why do I have to physically move it from my bread basket to another place in the kitchen? It's already here. So too, if a person splits his Eruv off into another clay, so what? It's it's here. It's in the same house, even in the same room, just in a different clay. So what? Said, no. When the Eruv is placed in my house, the reason I do not need to contribute is not because I have bread in my pantry and it's like I contributed. It's because 
Mibnei, I'm sorry, I lost place. I'm really hot to my fish in pot. In the case where the Eruv is placed in my house, even if I don't have any bread in my house of my own, it's a good Eruv. It's not because since there's bread in my pantry, it's like I contributed. Even if I don't have any bread in my house, it's a good Eruv. My timer, what's the reason? Because everyone lives in my house. The whole point of putting your bread in my house is to make it as if you live in my house. Well, I do live in my house, so I don't need to contribute bread. It's not comparable at all to a case of somebody who contributes bread and says, keep my bread separate. Amr Shmuel. Shmuel says, Eruv Mishum Kinyan. The purpose of an Eruv is to make a Kinyan to acquire a place for you to acquire a place to live in my house. Being Tomar, and if you'll say, then why not do it with money? Why do it with bread? People don't have money handy on Erev Shabbos. They spend all their money to buy Shabbos food. And they don't have cash handy on Erev Shabbos. So, therefore, we use bread, which everybody has. Where it says, Well, if somebody did use money, it should be a good Erev. Where it says, no, it's because people might think you need money. Sometimes people won't have money. And they won't make an error with bread because they will have become accustomed to making an error, to making an error with money. And the error will be literally messed up. Rashi says that people will forget the law of error. Rabba Amar, Rabba says, Eruv Mishum Dira. Rabba says the pur- purpose of the Eruv is to make you live in the house where the Eruv is. It's not to be Kone, part of the house where the Eruv is, but rather where your bread is, that's where you live. Uh, if the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, well, the way to acquire a place to live is to put your food there and then you live there. My binayhu, what's the difference between these two opinions? Ikabinayhu, kli upachot mishavet puta. The difference between them is a kli, and if it's less than a shavet puta, according to one who says that the purpose of eruv is a kinyan, then you can make a kinyan with a kinyan sudar, like any kinyan. In other words, uh, you can like. When the rabbi sells your chametz and he gives you his pen or his handkerchief and you pick it up, that's a Kenyan sudar, a Kenyan with a handkerchief. So too, you can make a Kenyan with a kli. But if the purpose is that you should live there, it has to be your food. And likewise, if the purpose is a Kenyan, then it cannot be less than a shavet pruta worth of food, not less than less than the amount of food that's worth a pruta. But if the purpose is to live there, then, even if the food is less than a shavapruta, you live there. And Rashi says is another difference. Actually, I'm sorry. The Gemara on Amud says and another difference. The katan. Another difference is a katan. If the purpose is a, is a kinyan, then the katan cannot collect the bread because the katan cannot make a kinyan. If the purpose is simply to make you live where your food is, 
So the person who collects it is not doing anything significant. It's just if the food could get there by itself, that would be good too. So it's no worse if a child collects it. So on the top line of Amabez, Amarle Abaye Laraba, Abaye said to Raba, Ladidach Kasha Ushmuel Kasha. I have a Kasha on you, and I have a Kasha on Shmuel. Hatanya, we learned the Brisa, Hamishashi Gavot Yerivan. If five people contributed to the Eru, Kishin Molichimet Yerivan Lamakomacher, Echad Molichakulan. When they move their Eruv to somewhere else, they then one has to move it on behalf of everyone. Who knew the Kakani? The two low. Now, if you say it's a Kenyan, then only the person who's moving it has made a Kenyan. Who knew the Kadayer? And if you say it's because of a Dira, of a place to live, then He's the one who is going to live in the other place with too low and no one else. Rashi says that the case is where five houses in a chatzar contributed to an Eruv, and then they want to make an Eruv with another chatzar. So they're taking their bread into the uh, one person is taking their bread into the other chatzar. Well, then only one person has made a Kenyan, and only one person has acquired a Dira in the other chatzar. Amalei, Lola Didi Kasha, Lola Kasha. Rava said, it's not a kasha on me, and it's not a kasha on Shmuel. Shlichut tekulu ka'avid, he is acting as a shliach for everyone. Whether it's because of Kenyan or because of Dira, he's acting as a shliach for everyone. Amar Rava, Amar Chama Barguria, Amar Rav, Halacha Gerishimon. And Rava said, Amar Barguria said, that Rav said, the Halacha is our Rabbi Shimon, that the middle chatzer, is permitted with the outer chatzeros, and the outer chatzeros are permitted with the middle chatzeros. Did somebody say something? Yeah. Are we assuming that those other people know it? This uh, we we learned we learned before that you can make an error of chatzeros for someone without his knowledge. Because there's no harm in it. You cannot make an Erev Tchumin for someone without his knowledge because that has a detrimental side that he loses 2,000 Amos on one side to gain 2,000 Amos on the other side. So that you cannot do without a person's knowledge and consent. But an Erev Chatzeros has no downside. And so it would seem that even if they don't know it, that it would be okay. Even if you didn't want that fifth or sixth party to be able to carry into your chutz and back. If you have some reason why you would if not want like, someone to carry into your chutzer, since it's Erev Yom Kippur today, I refuse to believe that such a thing could happen. Seriously, <laughs> uh, if there was a reason why you would not want someone to carry into your chutzner, then maybe that that's an interesting question. Maybe then the Eruv would not be good. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Mishnah. Mishibavat Erech V'chashichalo. The person 
was traveling on Erev Shabbos, and it was about to get dark. By Amakir Ilan Ogader, and he he knows that there's a tree or a fence or some other landmark a certain distance ahead, less than 2,000 Amos. The Amar he says Shvitati Tachtav. He says, I want my habitation, my Shvisa, to be under that tree. I'm not there yet, but I am having in mind that the place that I will spend Shabbos will be under that tree, and then I'll have 2,000 almost from that tree. Lo Amar Klum, he has not said anything, not affected. Shvita Karo, but if he says, I want my Shvisa to be at the root of that tree, at the trunk of that tree, then he can walk from where he is to the trunk of that tree if it's less than 2,000 amos, and from the trunk of that tree to his house if it's less than 2,000 amos. The distinction is between under the tree, which is not a specific enough place, because under a tree can be many amos wide, and so he, he has not specified a, a definite enough place as opposed to by the trunk of the tree, which is definite enough that he can acquire Shisa there. So in the latter case, it turns out that from the time it becomes dark, he can walk 4,000 amos from where he is to the tree and from the tree home. If he doesn't know any specific landmark, or he doesn't know the halacha, that he is able to project forward 2,000 amos, from our speaking for me, and he says, I want to be Kornashkisa where I am, he acquires 2,000 amos in every direction from where he is. Agulot, and it's a circle. That is, he acquires a circle around himself with a radius of 2,000 amos. That, that is the opinion of Rabbi Chanina ben Antignos. And the Chachamim say that Chum Shabbos is a square. That is, it's a square outside of a circle. So you draw a circle with a radius of 2,000 amos, and then you draw a square around it, and you gain the corners to actually have more than 2,000 amos walking northeast, southeast, northwest, and southwest with more than 2,000 amos. And it was about this that they said that a poor person makes an Eruv with his feet. In other words, in such a case where he's traveling on the road and he doesn't have bread, so right now he's poor, but he doesn't have bread. Come you said he can make an error with his feet. Rameer said, our tradition is that only a poor person who doesn't have bread can make an error with his feet. Rameerda says, <coughs> excuse me, a poor person and a rich person can both make an error with their feet. Al-Hashir. They only said that you can make an error with bread to make it easier for a rich person who does have bread. 
not that you have to make an error with bread, but that you can make an error with bread. <clears throat> so he won't have to go out and make an error with his feet. Morris asks, my law markum. He said, if a person says, I want my shvisa to be under the tree, he hasn't said anything. He has not said anything and he may not move at all because he doesn't have 2,000 amos from where he is because he wanted to be somewhere else. And he doesn't have 2,000 amos from somewhere else because he wasn't specific enough. He can't even go under the tree, which is less than 2,000 amos away. And Shmuel says, And Shmuel says that when we say he did not say anything, it only means he can't go home, which is 4,000 amos away. But he can go under the tree. He can go 2,000 almost from where he is. Rav said he cannot even go 2,000 almost from where he is because he did not intend to be Konish Shisa here. He intended to be Konish Shisa somewhere else. And Shmuel says, no, he is Konish Shisa here. He can go 2,000 almost from where he is. And under the tree, he is like a donkey driver, a camel driver. He's pulled in two directions. In other words, he has 2,000 almost from where he is to under the tree, but not beyond the tree, and not back in the direction that he came from. He only has those 2,000 almost. If he would want to measure north, we would measure south. If he would want to measure south, we would measure north. And he he can't go anywhere. I'm a rabba, my time with the Rav. Rava says, what is Rav's reason that he can't go anywhere at all? Because he did not specify any place where he wants to acquire Shisa. Rashi says that according to Shmuel, I understand he's Kona Shisa under the tree, but we don't know exactly where under the tree. So he can walk 2,000 almost to where he is. I'm sorry, 2,000 almost from where he is to under the tree, and 2,000 almas back to where he was, but we don't know exactly where under the tree he was Konashisa, so he loses any further ability to walk beyond the tree. But according to Rav, why does he not acquire anything? <clears throat> not even the ability to walk to the tree? Because he didn't specify any place, so he acquires nothing. And there are those who say, I'm a Rav, but my time is Rav. What is Rav's reason? That Rav holds, since he cannot designate every four Amos, one after another, so he can't designate them all together, and he's designated nothing. What's the difference between these two reasons? If a person said, let me acquire four almost of eight. If he said, if, according to the reason, that's because he wasn't specific. Well, here he was not specific. And according to one who said that anything he cannot do consecutively, he cannot do simultaneously. So here it's like four almost because he just said, I want to acquire four almost out of eight. 